Hail girls. Hail Mary, what's up? Well, Jerusalem's become a real drag. Everybody hates me. Uh-uh, not that guy over there. Who, him? They all say he's different. They say he's really weird. We don't care what people say. To us, he's always there. Really? Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Callum. And one of us is born. This week, we're discussing Sister Act. singer Dolores Van Cartier always wanted to be a star performer. Nothing you can say can tear me away from my God. But tonight, she's going to become a star witness. Hey, is there a problem? I've never seen anybody kill before. If you testify, I'm going to put you in the last place on earth that Vince would ever look for you. She's an ideal prospect for rehabilitation. Absolutely not. That is not a person you can hide. That is a conspicuous person designed to stick out. Look at me. I'm a penguin. I'd like to offer a great big hi there and hello to Sister Mary Clarence. This stuff is terrible. It tastes like... There are three vows every nun must accept. The vow of poverty, mm-hmm. the vow of obedience, mm-hmm. and the vow of chastity. I am out of here. Nunvember. Very, very clever pun. Um, This uh, is our theme month for November. We are watching a bunch of films starring and featuring nuns. So there you go. (laughs) Enjoy. Um, We're starting off this month with Sister Act, which is probably the obvious pick, really, if you have to have a theme about nuns, I feel like. Well, I feel like Sound of Music would have been more obvious, but we've already done that. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Sister Act is pretty... Sister Hi Act is, is, is like, yeah, maybe like the top three, top three obvious picks for that. So what's the third obvious pick that we've missed? Uh, Madeline, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah. I think that was actually on the original list. Sister Act then. Um, this is kind of, for me at least, one of those films that was always on Channel 5. And so I had, I've seen it from about halfway through probably over 20 times but i've only seen it the whole way through including the start maybe about two or three times um so i'm much more familiar with the second half of this film than i am the first it's never something that i think god i can't wait to go and watch this direct like it's always something that if it's on i watch it and i enjoy it but i never like go out of my way to to watch it honestly um so it's it's a weird film for me in that respect um how about you like where does it fall in in your history of viewing I don't, I've not really watched it that much um, it's not really something that's pinged in my radar but it's something that I know is good it's like one of those films where maybe we, you know when you have a school day and it's near Christmas and they can't be our teaching you anymore they'll mm. just shove a video on I'm not sure if this ever was in the rotation of videos but it probably should have been amongst the Happy Gilmores and the Water Boys of the... I mean, I don't know why my school just did Adam Sandler films, actually, thinking about it now. <laughs> but I feel like Sister Act would have been a better option. For what it's worth, though, like, I, I wasn't upset when you suggested it. I was like, yeah, cool. And then when I watched it, I had a great time. So I can see why you wouldn't mind watching the first half again and again. Or whatever, the middle half. The second half, yeah. Like, well, yeah, I like it was one of those things, like, if you're scrolling through the TV channels and you find it's on, you kind of stick with it. Like more than anything like it's, it's never 
I never sort of looked at the upcoming schedule and thought, oh god, I've got to watch it. And I don't, it's not something I own on like DVD or anything either. Like it's just, it is very weird because I do enjoy it whenever I watch it. And I was thinking this yesterday. Um, I, I watched it on the bus home from Glasgow, dear listener. I actually watched it on the bus on my phone with my headphones on. And um, I was thinking how much like I actually enjoyed it because I didn't realize how much of the, the journey had gone. Um, I was I was at the bus stop before I knew it, and I thought, right, well, that's actually quite a good sign when you're actually completely like invested in what you're watching. Um, and I think it probably helps that like it's got a really really interesting cast. One of the one of the nuns, I think it might be um, the actress, not the nun themselves. A lot of them are called Mary in this, but uh, Mary Wicks is the actual actress. I was trying to like place her voice, and she voices one of the gargoyles in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the anime. I like I I, for a while. I thought like, is that the the old lady from from Mulan? No, I don't think that's quite right. I knew she was a Disney person, but no, she's the uh, one of the gargoyles. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. like that was um killing me. And I'm so pleased I actually worked that out, but <laughs> got there in the end. Um, but obviously we've got Whoopi Goldberg as well, and then we've got uh, Caffeine Jimmy um, and Maggie Smith, um, probably the biggest names in there. Um, I think Caffeine Jimmy, I mostly know her um, for um, Rat Race. I think that was the other thing that I'd seen her in. Uh, apparently she's in Hocus Pocus as well. There you go. I'm going to be honest, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't. That, that was the nun that sang really, really high, like really terribly. And then they, and then Whoopi Goldberg came oh. in, like, reel, it, reel it in, bitch. And then she started singing all right, uh, her. Oh, I liked her. She was nice. Yeah. That's one of her first roles. That's so funny because you were talking about her and I was on her wiki page. Yeah, I still couldn't like <laughs> that makes sense that she was the, the witch in Hocus Pocus. I thought I recognized her face. Yeah, like she got that role after that was her next role after Sister Act was Hocus Pocus. So that's quite interesting, I guess. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, so had you never just had you just not like watched it properly before then or or like, nah. It was funny because I could tell you the entire story. Like I knew everything that happened. I probably have watched it. I just can't remember sitting down and actively watching it. It's probably, as you said, been on the background, but it's not really a big memory. Do you know what's funny though? It's playing in Glasgow, um, in the theater. I'm so tempted to buy a ticket now because I actually had such a blast. Like it, it's something that re, you know, reappears every now and then. Mm. Like it shows up in in theater books and whatever. It's books schedules. <laughs> is it just the first one, or is it the first and second back to back? Well, it's a stage show, oh, so I, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I. I don't know. I guess it would be interesting to see that. Raven Simone was playing the main role for a while. All right. In the stage show. Interesting. Yeah, that's funny. I know as well. Um, I, I don't really want to talk too much about the second one because um, I haven't seen it recently. Um, <laughs> but that was obviously a thing outside of the stage show and there is a third one in development as well at the moment. I suppose we can... Well, I don't know, maybe maybe we could quickly like dance around that without being too committal on that point just now. What's your thoughts on that? Do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's kind of really annoying that Disney just keeps going back to old shit. This like makes me new, like the new Hocus Pocus. I'm like, cool, you know, some nostalgia, but then immediately go, oh, that was successful. Let's make a third one. I'm like, why? You didn't plan on it. It's like we've said this so many times before. If you've not planned a trilogy, stop making fucking trilogies. Yeah, I think so. I I don't particularly think this needed a a second film, let alone a third one. Um, Mostly just because... 
it's a nice it's a nice story that loops right right at, right at the end and um, it's fluffy fun like but there's no part of me that's like oh I want to see what happens to them all next like you don't need to some some films you do and some you don't and this is one of those where you don't so yeah none of that please <laughs> none of that suck <laughs> <laughs> so the actual film itself, it's very, it feels very, it, it was made in 1990 or released in 1992, but it has got like a very, very like 80s, like early 90s feel to it in, in just about every single way. Like not only just in terms of obviously um, the aesthetic stuff, like the cars and stuff that's being driven around, but just the musical choices throughout the um, the, the clothes, the fashion styles of like the kids on the street and their and the, and the block that the the church is in, um, it's very much a time capsule of its era. Um, I do find it quite funny how is it? What's um, Maggie Smith's character is called? Uh, character called rather? It's Mrs. Uh, Reverend Mother. Durr. Reverend Reverend Mother is like terrified of all the nuns going outside and stuff, and like they do live in a bit of a like a deprived area, but there is not really any sign of anyone getting attacked or anything like that. She's just very much sort of um, very very protective of her coven, I guess you would call them her coven. What's the expression? That's the witches, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think I think you were right. Coven, coven's like a witch, not not coven. <laughs> she's very protective of her witches um, um wouldn't that be a like see if it had a sequel right mm-hmm. and that was the sequel that would be fucking brilliant <laughs> there were witches all along <laughs> yeah it's like a uh pocus pocus crossover and that's why that person appears in both yeah well yeah there you go head cannon um, yeah oh we've done it um but yeah, it doesn't actually seem like that bad an area. And even like all the all the youths that are hanging around, like they're quite happy to come into the church and engage with the nuns later on in a way that's just very it's very like fucking Disneyfied. Like it's like there's not <laughs> again falling into the trap of asking like fucking fiction to be realistic, but there's just not one segment about any of this film that is like I guess realistic <laughs> it's just i just i just the whole um the bit where they start singing and slowly but surely people start coming into the church because they've heard like this choir singing i just and then the kids high-fiving each other at the end i'm just like nah it's really funny that like it takes to that point like i think as soon as you have a plot where it's like someone's been put away in witness protection but it's somewhere like a fucking a convent convent sorry convent just, yeah convent it's just absolutely ridiculous like like that's just so at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with this. And then there's you who accepts that, but you don't accept the other things. Like, oh, the, the city, they're too nice in the city. And it's- well, that's it. I was like, that's not a very accurate depiction of like teenagers. Like they're too, <laughs> they're too fucking willing to engage with the nuns. Um, I'm sorry, but they just wouldn't. I don't think they'd been mean to them. I just don't think they'd engage. I, I just don't think they would be coming in there at all. Found some really fucking easily swayed teenagers yeah. or something. Well, yeah, but it's, it's, um, it's a fucking musical. What'd you expect? Yeah. But you know, it's a musical. That be, th- another thing about this, I didn't realize how like fucking catchy I'd find the music as well. Like I loved the opping part where she's doing her little lounge song and then they used all them with the nuns. So I find that really cute. Yeah, I think it was a nice throwback. Um, having the um, going from the complete opposite. So she's got her kind of. Um, she's actually on stage with her trio singing. Uh, I guess it's secular. 
and then they turn it into like god god christian type and then obviously she's gone from singing to no one to singing to a fucking packed out church and the pope so it's like mo it's yeah they're nonifying motown yeah basically <laughs> um but it is uh, the, the song choice throughout is really really good um you've got like some actual I say actual songs. They're all actual songs, but some, some for the time, contemporary songs weaved in with songs that have been written. I guess I don't know if they were written for this specifically, actually, or if they were covers. Is "I Will Follow Him" a cover, or is that a? Um, I think the version they did. I will follow him as a real life like Motown song. Yeah, that's. I just looked it up. Yeah, it was like by Frank Porchell, I think it was, or apparently. Oh no, but I know, I know, it's a real. Um... A real song, but yeah, they changed it. They they changed the lyrics a little bit to fit religious yeah. themes, whatever. Yeah. Not as a particularly religious film, even though it's set in a fucking convent. Like it's not. No, it's not. Um, which actually, I think, um, probably in many ways, really, really helped um, in its favor. Yeah. Because I think, well, I mean, obviously, it's a Disney film first and foremost. They're not going to sit there and make it like overly. Preachy. Really preachy, at least in that way um but i think it is just there f to be a good time and it's not there to you know exclude anyone even reverend mother she's a bit of a um a bit of a hardline fundamentalist in some ways but even even her she's she's still quite i suppose softer than you would expect a real nun to be so she's mm -hmm. hard, she's hard within the context of the film but she's soft within the context of what an actual nun would behave like yeah so i imagine uh maybe that's <laughs> a stereotype <laughs> not all nuns are as hard line as that but do you know what i mean like it's yeah yeah uh, yeah it's, the film finds itself in a quite a nice middle ground where i don't think you can be overly upset by anything that's going no. on there I think just to take a step back a little bit and you mentioned the songs being catchy and stuff. I really, really like some of the instrumentals during this as well. So um, I was I, I was taking a step back from it being a film and um, I was I was I was focusing rather overtly on the music that was being played during certain segments. So when you've got um, Dolores running away from the two men with the guns both times, as a matter of fact, but at the start and at the end, there's this kind of like quite upbeat, jazzy stuff playing, mm -hmm. and it's it's like very like, um, kind of oh she's gonna get away and they're bumbling idiots and they can't keep up and ha ha. It completely removes all sense of threat from this. It does. So Whoopi's running quite seriously, like oh shit, and having to move things out the way, and they're like ah oh, we're gonna get her, and they're firing shots and you know missing, but they're they are actually using their guns and stuff. And then you've got this peppy upbeat music. <laughs> that's so funny because i actually noticed that as well it's when she's climbing up the ladder i was mm -hmm. like oh this is a really peppy background song but i guess it makes sense in a way because you like I, they were definitely going for family friendly and comedy over like actual drama yeah. and i think that actually really works for some reason it does it completely deflates any of the tension without actually needing to take away any of the sort of visual potential threat on screen Mm -hmm. um, not that there is that much because um, there is there is a character that's killed um, at the start and we don't see anything and even the bullet shot or the gunshot rather is it's used, done with a silencer on the pistol obviously but mm -hmm. like it's very just like non um, non-invasive as far as sound effects go it just it's just very sort of 
and that's it. And you're like, oh. <laughs> that was such a good silencer gun noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm available for hire, people. Anyone listening? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, they do. They do that throughout. Um, so the music choices are like, but they're fun though. Like for yeah. all, for, so for only being like, oh, it completely takes away detention. Like they're good fun. There was a bit. Um, I was a little bit disappointed. I was looking up the soundtrack just before we started recording, and there is an instrumental track that happens when Dolores is left in her cell for the first time by Maggie Smith. She's just walked out, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like. It's kind of bluesy, but it's got like a saxophone playing and it's just got that very like 80s kind of feel to it. Like not in, not in a not in a midnight kind of way, but more in a like 80s cop TV show kind yeah. of way, like a bluesy, jazzy kind of um, Miami kind of vibe. And it's really, really pretty. And it's not on the fucking soundtrack. Oh. I'm fucking furious because um, it's probably my favorite bit of music that's not a song from the whole thing, but... What can you do except complain, which I've done on the podcast? Yeah, you have. You've done. Yeah, you've done what you had to. You'll probably find it at some point. Probably, yeah. Not on Spotify, I won't. But no, somewhere else. Like YouTube will have it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So just uh, before we get completely get off the the music, then what was your favorite song from the whole thing? Um, probably um the first one they do. The, when when they start off doing the slow version and it goes up, I've told is it the Hail Holy Queen? I don't know the names of hymns. It's the problem because it's when the because it's funny because for all that like I was really in, in you know into it and I wasn't checking the time, but it does take a little while for the nuns to start singing. It does, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's only about like just before halfway through that that yeah, kind of get into that sort of. So, but their first song, I like they don't fanning us around, making them bad for too long. You know, they immediately say, "Right, here's your montage. You can sing good now. Here's your performance." I really like that because I oh, couldn't be bothered listening to like an X Factor first round. Yeah, yeah. No, it was Hail Holy Queen. That was that was the first one that the nuns sing um, in uh, under Dolores' leadership. Um, what about you? That's up there. Like, oh, see, that I will follow him is so uplifting that it's kind of yeah. hard not to get into that. Um, especially when um, they've got like all the audience having a good time and everyone's fucking like, it just like, oh, it just looks like it's such a good time to be there. That would have been a fun day to film that. So even if they're all lip syncing to their own voices the whole time, which they would have been, but uh, still. I love that. To be fair, I could have just stayed with that and would have said, but I, I got confused because it says I will follow him twice on the music soundtrack list, and I just confused myself. But yeah, that is a very good cover of that. It's very funny because it doesn't really fit <laughs> the God theme, but they try. Yeah, not really. Um... Some of the like, even the the my guy, my God one. I'm like, mm, this was a bit <laughs> questionable, but I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, um, I actually I quite like that as a as a play on that because um, lots of uh, songs and bands I've I've done that in the past where they've had like a kind of like a Christian song and turned it into a non-Christian song or vice versa. You've got Christian bands that have taken like baby and turned baby into God or Jesus or whatever, um, and I quite liked the they did that in here just the kind of the playing around with that. I thought that was quite fun. Um, 
I just think my guy's like a really hard like because of the lyrics of it. It's just like it's it's funny. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. It's just mm. that it's funny when you think about what they're saying. Yeah. You know when they're singing it because these are obviously nuns and they've committed to life so life of chastity and all that. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking about you know how there's no other man. I'm like oh I'm surprised that McGonagall's cool with this. Yeah, <laughs> Professor McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, she's not cool with it, is she? She was cool with it at that point. Like, this is the merry middle point where she's fine, but she's like, she's not cool, but she's fine with it because, like, obviously they've tricked her into being fine with it. <laughs> yeah, she. I see. That was an interesting scene because they kind of, um, again, gaslighting's the wrong word, but they kind of trapped her. Like there was, she, there was, they were like praising her in front of the like the deacon or whoever it was. They're like, oh, she's wonderful, and she's letting us do this, and they kind of just trapped her into it. And I'm like, that's almost, it's almost fucking abusive. Like, but it, it was him that started it. Like it he went in with that yeah. plan. But yeah, if you're gonna be like, sorry, but if your church is fucked, right, and someone's came up with a solution, like they found yeah. a way damn right you'd, you'd either fire her well, I know she's not really like employed it's weird she's employed by the lord but you know <laughs> get rid of her or just railroad her into it because she's like her own enemy at that point because she's scared yeah. like you can't let one person fuck you like that so yeah they, she deserved to be gaslit is what I'm saying it's funny that she I, I mean I, I, I don't really understand how any of these setups work and I presume it's obviously a film so you don't want to take much from this uh, in that sense but it's funny that she seems to be the leader of them all in in that respect because they don't seem to it's not that they don't respect her as much but it, whenever there is a slight attempt at overthrowing authority all of the all of the nuns seem to kind of go with it near enough not all of them so like whether it's overthrowing the choir master and getting dolores to do it or having the potential to overthrow and um you know go against reverend mother or whatever they all go against it then they're like they're not very fucking loyal these nuns well they're not meant to be loyal to her anyway no they're they're not but like you know considering this is like a communion and like you're fucking living and working with these people on a daily basis you'd think there'd be i don't know some camaraderie or something going on but like they're like nope let's go with new woman like <laughs> no the problem is though i think the whole thing of being a nun, like they, these people said why they joined, right? Mm. And they all joined to help the community and she stopped them from doing the thing they joined for. So like, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, I joined the, to be a nun because I wanted to help my community, but she won't let me help my community. So I wouldn't feel yeah. much loyalty to her either if that was my whole purpose. Well, the, the funny thing is like, they are nuns. They're not in prison. Like if you wanted to go somewhere else, you could do, like you could leave and join a different chapel. So, I mean, the, there's not like the information's not there for us to start picking holes really but like mm -hmm. they're not i suppose my point is they're not held hostage so it strikes me as really kind of odd that they didn't think right well i'll just go somewhere else i know like reverend mother had to apply to go somewhere else but that's because she was in a position of leadership like the rest the rest of them aren't so i don't really know how it works those are thing I, I i don't know enough about being a nun to actually comment on how it works no yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, is it like employment where you can get fired? Like, you know what I mean? Or, or I know you can get kicked out, like, obviously, but it's, and there's lots of, you know, yeah. shady stuff. I don't think there's shady stuff everywhere and all the time, but, you know, there's lots of things. And I just, I don't know. I think you have to be in there to know, and being in there is probably not great if you're in the wrong place. So, yeah. But this is a happy story. It listener. is. <laughs> it is a happy story, generally speaking. 
Um, so, Jan so right at the start, like you've got Dolores as like the, the woman on the side, like the third wheel in a in a relationship. I don't really get what it is that she's clearly the guy in the first instance. She was kind of like, he's got money and that'll do, and he's helped me get this singing job, so that'll do. But like, mm -hmm. he's not really got anything going for him. He doesn't look nice. He's got a shy attitude. But like, I mean, this this job that he's got her, like, it's not even that good. Like, she's that she's that there singing to no one. And like, the the funny thing is, like, the film depicts them as being kind of tacky and whatnot. But they're actually quite good. Yeah, they're amazing. They're really good. At, like, it's um, it's a shame, really. And then she starts learning how to defense. She's like, I'm going to leave the band. I'm like, oh, you're going to fuck them then? What? Like, that's such a just because you're having a fight with your boyfriend, you're going to screw over your co-workers. Yeah. I feel like they have something, you know. If they'd only been around two, 20 years earlier, they'd have been right in there. Yeah. In Motown, I mean. I'm not... <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably yeah. not in Vegas, but... Yeah, maybe not there, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd have had, like, some kind of other opportunities. And mm. I think maybe that's what it is, is, like, maybe... May I guess the character is kind of a little bit there's something a little bit sad in that respect i suppose in that they're so or she at least is so desperate for success she's willing to do a job where she sings on stage every night to like a crowd of people who are too busy gambling and don't give a fuck yeah but it's funny as well because it kind of matches the character because like well like, they are really good as a group and she does sound really good Whoopi goldberg sounds really good during it but she's not like uh uh Mariah Carey, there you go. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's yeah. not like she she couldn't go off and do like a Vegas residency. No, no. Leading the nuns is like a good role. Like leading a small wedding band kind of thing is a good role for her. Yeah, I agree. Just just while I think about it, on the subject of Whoopi Goldberg, I was really distracted by the fact that she has no eyebrows in this. I don't. Were you? I didn't even. Did she yeah. not? No, no, she did not. Like there was plenty of close-ups of her face and just no fucking eyebrows. What's it with men and noticing the eyebrows and going for the eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just saying, like that's now a recurring theme in my life. <laughs> Too much eyebrows, not enough eyebrows. <laughs> so, for context, listener, me and Cal went out for cocktails last night, and the shady waiter was like, "Oh, honey, watch your eyebrow. Eyebrow doesn't burn off. Eyebrow." Singular. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the fuck? I just gave you money for a cocktail and you're throwing shade. Like, no one else is here. Why are you being a bitch to me? <laughs> Neddy was perfectly pleasant to me, so... <laughs> he was perfectly pleasant in every other way. Oh, that's funny. Apart from that, he, he called me honey, too. I'm like, I noticed the shade in the middle there. Like, is this a bet you have going? <laughs> <laughs> Whippy Goldberg doesn't have eyebrows in general. Oh, is that what it is? I see. Yeah. I I I don't. I was thinking. I know she's kind of. Um, she's known for other than sitting on the view. She's mm -hmm. known for being in a lot of these kind of light-hearted films like this or whatever. I know there's other ones as well where a little bit harder hitting. But like, I really am not that familiar with her as an actress or anything like that. I, I Sister Act's probably the best thing I know her for. Mm -hmm. Um. And as soon as I noticed, like, she's got no eyebrows, I just could not stop noticing it. So I don't know. I, I'm, I honestly don't know enough about her. Maybe she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't. Uh, she, that's it. She doesn't have. Oh, fair enough. I wondered, see, I thought it was like a character choice or a choice for the character. And I was just like, oh, nah. thank you for that. But, um, Sister Act. 
Yeah, so she's a lounge singer. She's running away. We've talked about how we like the music. And then there's this one police officer who's super, super involved. It's funny. <laughs> it seems like a really big case to me, breaking down like a mob thing. Mm-hmm. But they only have like these three officers. Um, and one who's really, really involved and they keep traveling back and forth. I'm like, wouldn't you want lots of people involved to look after people? <laughs> I was thinking that the entire time it was odd. I was just like, it's it's funny that it's him and that he's like, like, because um, he has been face to face with not only Vince, but um, Dolores as well. And he seems to be traveling around freely as if Vince isn't potentially going to be keeping an eye on him as well. And he's been going back and forth to this fucking like church. I know it's ridiculous. It's like just phone her. Like you know, you don't have to keep traveling or send someone else. Like yeah. get other officers nearby involved. Because there's points where they're flying back and forth to rescue her, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why don't you have other officers? Like why are you here? I get that you're the lead, but well, to be fair, so one of the plot points was that there's a there's a rat within the police force, and he doesn't know who it is, but there is someone that's been leaking names because there's been other people in witness protection that have gotten killed. So he can't get officer, other officers too involved um, because he needs to work out who the, the problem person is. But I would say the way that puzzles itself out is kind of almost a little bit by chance. Like it just it just happens that he's not in the office at one point and someone and the, the guy that is the rat is and he's just like, oh, I'll cash these checks for you. And he's just like, well, it must be you. Ha ha. And he <laughs> catches him then. And it's just like it's not very satisfying. Like I'd actually I'd actually forgotten that was a plot point until it kind of reemerged. And I feel like that's a very poorly written B plot. It's silly, but I wouldn't have thought about it other than like because I'm thinking about it, if you know what I mean. And like, it's like, see, the the B plot don't work when it's like two different cities. It's not like they're staying in what was it called, Brie Brie or something like that. Uh, Re- Reno. Reno, yeah, Reno. So yeah. the police, the police in Reno are corrupt, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean the other police stations where this convent is have no. the same issue. Like, if you're gonna do that, they have she has to stay in Reno, which wouldn't make sense because they're because Reno's in Vegas or Nevada, yeah, and. It's St. Catherine's Parish is in San Francisco, so it's not all the police. Are, like, it's a different mob city. Well, they're in different. It's not even that they're in different states. Um, yeah, different states. So it's not going to have the yeah. same police problem. So the fact that they don't have police officers involved in San Francisco is just silly. Yeah, I would agree. But B plot not necessary then. B plot definitely not necessary. Um, I quite like some of the little bits of fourth wall breaking. Uh, very occasionally, Whoopi Goldberg looks directly at the camera as stuff's going on. Uh, the obvious bit being towards the end when um, she's tied up in the chair and the two guys are, are counting down to shoot her, but they can't quite do it. And she covers her eyes. And then um, they count down to three and don't do it. And she pulls her eyes, she pulls her hands down and is looking right at the camera like these fucks. Like, <laughs> I quite like that. Um, it doesn't like break it. it. I don't know. It just teases it. It's like yeah, it's not. It's not like too disruptive, but it's yeah. We're all on the same page here. Um, one of my favorite lines, actually, I I made a note of, um, and it was actually uh, where is it? Uh, so this was mother, uh, Reverend Mother, and was it Mon Monsinger O'Hara? Maybe I don't know. But what was it like? The male chapel guy, the the male priest. He said, um, 
Reverend Mother, you've taken a vow of hospitality to all in need. And she just goes, I lied. <laughs> yeah. Maggie Smith is really great at little one-liners. Like, even now, she's still great at it. Like, in that recent Harry Potter, she's like, I've always wanted to do that spell. You yeah. know, she's really, <laughs> really cute. Yeah, I, I like her in this a lot. She's really, really good fun. Because it's easy to make that character unlikable because she's, like, you know, the obstacle. Yeah for our protagonist but she's like she's not she's just wee maggie smith yeah well she's stern but she's funny and she's like not doing it to be mean she just doesn't like change she's afraid yeah. of change well aren't we all so. and like to be fair it's someone coming here because like they're in witness protection it's not like she's just here for a jolly no i know um like that's it like that that's all that her objection is as well is that like it's not it's not that like she's a I, I think some of the objection is that she's a lounge singer or whatever, but I think all it is is that she just doesn't want to put like the sisters in danger. Like, so it's not even just a mean spirited, selfish thing. It's a genuine concern for everyone else. But I suppose the main lesson she learns from it is that they don't need as much protecting as she would have them receive. So, but I don't know. I think it was a bit mean spirit too, because like when she walks in, she's already kind of agreed to it. She walks in and sees her and she's like, nah. <laughs> that's a bit mean spirited there i don't think she can get away with that one like that's a bit like looking at her like come on yeah come on maggie smith that's not a good look but she takes her in anyway and obviously dolores does her many social faux pas because why would you know the rules yeah of the nunnery we should say there's a little bit at the beginning that's like totally forgettable where she she shows that she went to a catholic school and was shit at it mm. but it's funny because it doesn't really matter. Like it's not necessary. Like it's not like she has a vendetta against the nuns or anything, necessarily. No, she just doesn't. You know, she just doesn't care. But like, I suppose that makes it kind of. Is that it? Doesn't add anything. You're right. Like because there is an element of you know she could have kind of bluffed her way for it because there is like it is in her past, but she um didn't care then and she doesn't particularly care now so it just is something that's, that happened it's a bit irrelevant yeah so we're um, we're introduced to this point to all of the nuns and they're all quite curious about where she's come from and why she's here and so she's given an alias uh, sister mary clarence um and so they're told oh she's here from she's here from reno and she was out helping people out there and this is very exciting to all the sisters because obviously they want to be on the ground helping people as well and they're like oh there must be so much sin in reno it sounds fabulous <laughs> <laughs> and um they'd be right they're doobies <laughs> they're, they're doobies, doobies in Nevada, yeah sure. exactly um i really like the two main nuns they're really sweet we've talked about them earlier yeah the happy one and the shy one yeah, I like the older one that hangs out with them as well, though, sometimes. Yeah, the, the, the choir lead. Yeah, I like her a lot. I think she's my favourite one, honestly. Just and you, you always go for, like, the old, the old stern nuns. She's old and crabby, and she's just, like, I like if I had to be a nun, that's how I would be. I would be, I'd be old and crabby, but, like, I would, like, um, yeah, I would tolerate others, but everyone would love me, and that would be it. I'm just well, kidding. I mean, that's kind of what happens. Like, they're not mean about her being fired as the choir singer. Yeah, they're not like they're. I actually quite like that whole um, the way that's set up because it's um, she's scared about getting replaced, and so Dolores decides that what she's going to do is um, she is going to replace her essentially, but she's going to like kind of flatter her and butter her up and get her involved in it. 
Yeah, by by this and the other is missing. Oh, you know, they're a bit shit. And she's like, oh, they are a bit shit. Yeah, which, um, yeah. That's the way, yeah. <laughs> Just play to the crabbiness. Totally. Um, I love the bit where they go into the bar as well. Um, and uh, they get distracted and start playing, like, the jukebox. And... You say that they, the one, yeah. the... <laughs> the happy nun. <laughs> Mary Patrick. Why are they all... Are they all... Are all nuns called Mary? Uh, I think uh, that. Or is that just all... coincidence in this film? <laughs> no, uh, well, um, I think a lot of them, it's kind of probably in the same way as like Mary Clarence was a given name on entering the sisterhood. Um, they probably all got Mary there. Um, Reverend Mother said something about it as being sort of like a, a reference to obviously Mother Mary and stuff like that. So. It's a religious-y name. And I mean, to be fair, in the Bible, you're kind of, you've not got a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. Sister Esther, maybe. Sister. Yeah. You know. I didn't know, I didn't know she renamed herself. Well, I don't know that they do, but I'm just saying that that, that would make sense. Um, potentially. Well, you get, you get baptismal in names, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because you could be shedding, especially if you've you've had a life of sin prior and now you're going into being a nun, you're shedding your earthly connections or whatever. So you're like, I'll be like, right, call me Jesus. <laughs> Sister Jesus, that's me. <laughs> blasphemy. Yeah, like, a blast for you and a blast for me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be allowed to stay very long. <laughs> no. No, yeah, apparently lots of them do name rename themselves Mary. Yeah. That's not really rename, you know what I mean? Yeah. That uh, makes sense. I was wondering, I was like, why are they all called Mary? <laughs> yeah, fucking coincidence. It's really annoying for when you're trying to find who you're talking about when they're all called Mary. Yeah, it is. So she's Mary Patrick. We'll just call her Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick and Sister Patrick. Uh, Robert. Sister and the one you like is Lazarus. I like Sister Lazarus, yeah. Well, Lazarus is quite like a religiously sounding name anyway. So. I guess. Is that not? Yeah, okay. I'm not going to try and guess it. I don't really know much about. Um, again, I've, I'll reiterate I do not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'm not going to. <laughs> but yeah, Patrick, um, Lazarus, and, and Robert is what they're now called. So Patrick's the one who gets distracted singing about gravy and dancing with randoms. But she's really endearing. I like her. She could be annoying, but I like her. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I like I liked it when she was out on the street and she got really, really into her dancing. With like, and they all left her. And they all left, yeah. <laughs> she's like Tracy from um, Hairspray. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I get that vibe. She's not really a singer. She's a dancer. Yeah. They don't really get the opportunity to dance, do they? A little bit of swaying, maybe, but not really. Um, eventually, though, obviously, um, so Dolores is in there helping them all to sing, and they get better. They get really good really quickly, and obviously, this causes news to spread about this fantastic choir that's in the church because they've been so shit up to this point. Um, and this gets more and more people into the church, and so the next sort of half an hour or so is quite heartwarming as you see money being raised for the church and you see them embracing Dolores and Dolores embracing them as well and like they stay up at night and have ice cream and stuff like that you do very unknown like things like they're they're sinning all over the place but you know it's cute so <laughs> it's, it is cute it's very like it is very like cozy watching yeah that's why I liked it it was good but um 
And then the Pope decides he's going to come and watch the choir, which which is really funny to me because that's where it kind of loses its realism a little bit for me. Because I'm like, what the fuck? And the Pope's just going to fly to <laughs> run down church in San Francisco, is he? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> well, they they were getting like national press coverage at this point. To be fair, but like, yeah, it is. It's just it's like still like it's like they're getting national press coverage because they were a shit church and now their choir's a bit better. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah, you've got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you did a wait for the gangster man to maybe see her, but that's not even how he sees her. So it's like no. it's just a tease. That was I love that bit where like it's uh, the guy's wife is like, oh, you need to see these nuns, and she's actually on TV, and he just completely misses it. Like, yeah, that was funny. That was um good. I liked that. That was that was some yeah. That was a really creative way of pulling a fake on us. Yeah, because yeah, you do. You think that's how it's gonna go down, but it's done. You're like, oh shit, he's gonna find it from that, but no, it's just the mole. <laughs> to be fair, like they could again, just to quickly go back to that, they could have done without the whole mo- mole B plot, and the, he just sees her on TV, and that's how it's done. Because she was actually warned against causing a scene and, and drawing attention to herself in the first instance, but she still did anyway. So I feel like there it would have been better actually if the character, despite having good intentions, got herself into the mess as opposed to someone else actually fucking up. Because she didn't actually do anything. Like, she, you know, that aside, she actually didn't do anything to bring on uh, Vince's attention onto her. I mean, I know she was on TV, but, like, it, like that didn't lead to him actually finding her. It's because of the policeman on the inside. Yeah, but see, that's why I kind of liked it. I liked the fake-out aspect of that. I'm like, that it's just, you know, it was just bad police work. Mm. Which, to be fair, the way they handled it wasn't great if he's flying back and forth. Maybe it should have been him flying back and forth rather than the B-plot, rather than the um tv like the tv could have still been a fake out because i like that but it could have just been he's like right this police officer's flying you know the one that's involved in my case is mm. and has mocked me in the car park yeah <laughs> has flown they could just follow them why didn't they just follow him yeah I don't that's know. how they could have discovered it and that's that's it fixed everything because i do like that little fake out and we're like oh he's gonna see he doesn't see he doesn't. <laughs> it's just funny it's just like oh she's on tv obviously when they when they do <laughs> find out that she's in there they come and they kidnap her and they also kidnap mary robert mary robert she's just robert now robert so robert gets kidnapped as well um i love her getting chucked out of the car <laughs> did that one like so injured her yeah i know that she's oh like she's actually fucking like yeah it does, the way she falls out it doesn't look like she's gonna roll or anything it actually looks fucking terrible but she's up and she's perfectly fine like and, her face has been shredded across the concrete uh, but no she's fine of course she is um it's like well why didn't whoopi also just like lob herself out and like squish <laughs> squish robert to death but they both get out hmm I don't know. I, I don't understand. <laughs> um, the other thing I don't understand too much is um, so the nuns. So Robert goes back to tell the nuns what's happened, and they're all just sat there and and um, they're like, "My Reverend Mother, we must do something." And Reverend Mother is like, "Right, Sister, whoever the fuck, go tell." Um, the priest about this. Everyone else, follow me. And it's just like, what's she gonna go tell the priest? Like, why? Why? It's it's a bit like, why are you all splitting up? Like, if you're all gonna go help, then I'll go help. Well, why to the point? Why are you going to go help? What can you? I know it worked out well because she was wearing her nun stuff, and it meant they could all play hide the nun. But yeah. like realistically, why is a bunch of like twenty nuns or fifty nuns going to go to Vegas gonna help in any way? She's gonna be a hindrance. You've it now is. got fifty victims instead of one. Yeah, pretty much. And obviously, they got there through fucking manipulation. 
which of of this poor um, pilot, like they they kind of guilted him into flying them there, which which has to be a sin, yeah, um, in and of itself. There is no Ten Commandments saying thou shall not manipulate. Well, n- clearly not. They need some kind of, yeah. It can't be all eating ice cream and having a good time. You know, they need no. to do some non-work, and I guess manipulating people is part of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess so. So they fly to Nevada, and they're like, "Oh, it's so pretty!" And I love the bit where they they're running around, and then you'll just cut the camera will just cut, and one of the nuns is on like the fucking cash machine or something like that, just <laughs> yeah. like, winning, playing on playing on the gambling machine, playing yeah. on the the puggies, <laughs> and then they're gas like uh, Maggie Smith's like oh, sister, <gasps> like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let them play poker, let them have I fun. know, let them have like a minute or two. <laughs> but like, well, I like that. I like that um, they're they're so sheltered that they think that that's an appropriate thing to do while they're actually trying to look for someone that's possibly being about to be murdered. She's just like, <laughs> you know what? Now is the time to begin my gambling. Now it's my only shot. Yeah. <laughs> I have no money, but I'm going to gamble anyway. <laughs> Watch me go, and then she does. So they um. They make a stupid decision here as well. So when they when they find uh, Dolores and then all split up and run in different directions, they all come back together and then run through the same fucking doorway. Yeah, I was gonna say they've got a good plan. So they're like, like Dolores has managed to escape the guys by pouring and punching them in the nuts, right? Mm. Um, and they refuse to shoot her anyway. We've not mentioned it. they refuse to shoot her because she's a nun. So that's mm. kind of funny. But uh, yeah, so they have this good plan. The good plan is we're going to separate and go amongst this casino because the three guys, the three only three mobsters, by the way, is a shit mob. Mm. But anyway, I digress. And uh, they're like, we're going to try and find them. So these fifty nuns are all like going around and wandering around, and that's a great plan because they're all wearing you know from seeing them from the back, so they mm. can't tell who's who. But yeah, going through the same doorway is a really stupid move. It is. Because they were found instantly. <laughs> it's, it's not even like minutes later. It's instantly. They're instantly caught. Um, and uh, it's a, a little bit of a... I mean, we know the police officer's in there because we keep getting scenes of him being like, shut the doors, shut the doors. But he's not directly involved with the chase or anything like that. And so when um, Dolores is about to be shot, we kind of get a bit of a fake out. It's actually, there's a gunshot goes off, but it's actually our police hero who shoots through like the mirror and shoots Vince and stuff. That's quite a cool little, like, the mirror break is quite a cool shot though. It is, but it's, it's a cheesy, little bit. cheesy, but it's like... Yeah. It's a bit of a, what do you call that? When um, you're saved by something that's not um, within your control. Well, what were they going to do? Like, realistically, all the nuns, what are they going to do? Like, throw themselves in front of her? Like, <sighs> to be fair, they went, like, this is another reason why they shouldn't have went. I know it's lucky because they managed to play hide, hide and seek. Maybe she didn't mm. even need to play. She could have just taken the nun outfit off. Well, one of them one of them could have, like, flung her beads around like nunchucks, and one of them could have nunchucks. turned her cross <laughs> into, like, a ninja star and flung that and... You know. Nunchucks is going to be the subtitle. Nunchucks. Now. <laughs> 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 I'm so funny. <laughs> nunchucks, yeah. Chucked her nunchucks. All it works on two levels. That's so funny. I'm so brilliant. I kept trying to say, yeah, nunchuck. You're like, go on. I'm like, no, Callum, wait, you made a funny and you're ignoring it. <laughs> Nuns chuck. Nuns chuck nunchucks. Yeah. She could have chucked her nunchucks or whatever. And. Yeah, but no, we're saved by the police officer coming through, which is fine. Like you know, it does the does the job, and it does mean that 
Um, Dolores's real identity is revealed to all the nuns and stuff. And I quite like that they're so forgiving and stuff because I feel like, she, to be fair, she has been lying to them the entire film and it is for her own safety. And I guess that they are aware of that at the same time. But there is still an element of, you know, like, who the fuck are you, really? Well, Callum, they're nuns. Forgiving's <laughs> their main job, right? But yeah, nuns have to forgive. That's their whole thing. Like, if Jesus can forgive all the prostitutes and all the sinners, mm -hmm. then the nuns can forgive the lounge singer for helping them be good enough to have the Pope come to their church. That's fair point. Yeah. Okay. Well, she does. She does indeed end up um, coming back and helping with the performance for the Pope. <laughs> the Pope we see from the back. Which yeah, like we we don't see him from the front, um, but he's uh he's there, and um, they give a really really good show, and it's very very heartwarming, and then the Pope gives them a standing ovation, and that's all you really want as a nun. It's uh, yeah, isn't it really? The approval of a man. Yeah, <laughs> a holy man. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's kind of that's it really. It's so like. It's so cheesy, but it's so fun, and like it's the the, the the songs are all fun. The casting is really, really good. Everyone plays their roles like brilliantly. It's actually really funny at points as well, which I think helps as well because there's nothing worse than a comedy that's not funny. Um, yeah. Uh, I love everything about this, unashamedly and like non-ironically. Yeah. None, none ironically. It's like it's a really good film. Ooh, that was so. that was kind of a stretch. I'm gonna let it pass. <gasps> you will let it pass. Yeah, um, but, but don't get into the habit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Um, <laughs> you should be. I'm I'm furious. I didn't go up with it. But <laughs> um, no, it's really good. Like, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed myself watching it today. Um, before I, I turned it on, I wasn't like you know enthused. Well, I wasn't not enthused. I was like, this will be fine. But it was a lot better than I remember it or thought it would be. It's not people forget about it. It's just that it's not like ever mentioned as one of the greats, but really it is quite good. It is. I, I, to be honest, I think the reason it's not mentioned as one of the greats is because it is very fluffy. Like it, mm -hmm. it's very like family friendly, and I think. I'm gonna say this, and as soon as I say it, you're gonna jump in and go, "Well, no, that's wrong because," but like, I feel like in many cases, like stuff that's family friendly doesn't go down in terms of being like, you know, the greats, or doesn't get like lumped into the category of the greats. Like some Disney stuff does, like obviously Lion King and all that sort of stuff tends to, but like when you think about the great films or whatever or like the like I, I don't most popular films where people are like uh rocky godfather star wars not necessarily entirely family friendly stuff there are or they've at least got heavier themes in there i think like the heaviest theme this has is murder but even that's kind of played off for laughs somewhat um and the, there's no fret involved here whatsoever like i i, I think the levity and probably the lack of fret within this is what stops it being possibly held in higher regard because it is just it is just a good time which is perfectly fine but i i think it's hard for some people to maybe take it too seriously that's fair go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> it is though no it's um i think the difference between something like this and et is that there is no threat like for like yeah. we don't see any threat like so 
ET is a good parallel, actually. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. I wouldn't say so much family friendly, maybe comedy. Yeah. Because this is more blatantly comedy than something like Back to the Future or ET is. Like mm -hmm. this is silly. This is like nuns. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a lounge singer hanging as a nun, uh, hiding as a nun. So, yeah. I wonder if the casting doesn't help in that respect as well, because I wonder, like, if you kept, keep everything as is, but don't put, like, people we recognize in. So take out Maggie Smith and take out Whoopi Goldberg and take out um, uh, Kathy Najimy and put in other people. And I wonder, I wonder if it's because you're like, ah, oh, like, Whoopi Goldberg's a nun. I wonder if it's like that doesn't help it in terms of its. Well, um, you know, like. Maggie Smith, I think you could keep because she's quite a serious actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Kathy Najimy or whatever, um, she, that was one of her first roles, so she could stay, but she is a very big comedic presence and it's all like lots mm. of the nuns are really funny nuns. So yeah. if you wanted it to be like a serious film, but you know what? I don't think you should make it no. a serious film. Honestly, it's fine that it's not put into the you know film hall of fame or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, it's um, I would just say because it's a comedy and it's probably what it should be. Like comedies never get the credit that they deserve. It's hard to make a good comedy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't disagree with you. Shock. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> but it's just yeah like i would say it's not necessarily the family movie aspect it's more the comedy aspect yeah but i think yeah overall not it's entirely on base yeah it, i think that's part of the problem but i liked it anyway sometimes Me too. sometimes some fluff is what you want so mm -hmm. there you go sister act if you haven't seen it, who the fuck are you? Because quite frankly, like I, I feel like this is one of those things that like everyone's seen. So I was kind of surprised you've not seen it as many times, especially you actually, because you are like the fucking, you know, you lived at the cinema growing up and stuff. I find that really weird. You hadn't seen this as much, but well, when did this come out? Ninety two. I wasn't 92. born. No, but like I mean, it's been replayed like God knows how many times. Like this, this was in the cinema loads of times when I was growing up. See, I, I don't. I, the only stuff I saw when I was like really, like in the nineties, like really young, was like re-releases of Disney films. Really, mm. like, and there was tons of those, so I didn't need to see yeah. Sister Act. Yeah, I guess so. And as you say, I suppose it depends on your school and stuff. Like this was played. I'm sure it was played at my school, like during like wet lunch breaks and stuff like that as well. And um, as I say, it's on TV all the time. But this, it was. It's just one of those things. I just assumed everyone was so familiar with that, like almost you know it should be in the same level as Willy Wonka but just for some reason for me like the fates have not aligned see I'm more familiar with this than Willy Wonka like that's we watched that all the time in school like Charlie and Chocolate Factory was on all the time yeah we've um we're um complete opposites <laughs> huh, okay well that's okay it's your equivalent then but I I do I, I really did enjoy this like I kind of wish I had seen it a bit more but then I guess it was maybe nice seeing it as an adult and finding it like I found it funny which is nice yeah it'll be you something know? that you can like go back to in like a year or two as yeah. well and just be like oh <laughs> mm. um if you haven't seen it though it's available on Disney plus dear listener so there you go so if you are not following us, you can do so on Instagram by looking for uh, one of us is bored. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, one of our shorts did very, very well recently. Sam did a really good job and put a short up and the views just shot up. It was funny. It was weird. It was only, it was like an hour. 
and then it stopped. <laughs> yeah, for a whole hour. Like we almost, yeah, it was very, very good. Very good. Um, what else do we have to promote? Well, I guess next week. So next week, November uh, continues and we will be watching Philomena. So come back and join us then. We will see you next time. <laughs>